Welcome back to the Gate 14 podcast. And you know what? Screw it. We're not going to chit-chat, keep you guys waiting, blue balls, you guys. We're going to cut it to the Chris Bassett interview. It was so electric. It was so worth it that we're just going to get right into it. We appreciate all the time Chris gave us. Uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Now let's Stay cut tuned. it to the Chris. We still have some Blue Jays talk at the end, though. Yeah, we got – Yeah, we got. If you're listening to this, we we obviously, like Avery's saying, we're going to do a second half preview coming up after the Chris Bass interview. So stay in your seats, enjoy the Chris Bass interview, and now let's kick it to the interview heard around the world. Welcome back to Gate 14. We are joined with a very special guest, a man that we have been pumping the tires of since he signed a deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. Our king, the hound on the mound, right-handed pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, Chris Bassett. What is up, Chris? How we doing, brother? How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Let's let's kick this off right here because everyone knows we we kind of hinted at this a couple of weeks ago. So you followed us first on Twitter, humble brag, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever it was. And I'll be honest with you, I had to pull over. I don't I don't recommend doing this to the kids at home. I went absolutely bananas. So I called Avery. I rarely get like excited over stuff like this. I called Avery and I said, "Look at our Twitter right now." Chris Bassett just followed us. What led to this follow? How did this happen? Because I'm so fascinated by it. Eric Swanson told us his story. How did you end up following us? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think you guys uh, kind of do things the right way in the aspect of like you're obviously big fans of the team, but I think you you kind of promote our team and you're you're just you're you're fans that I think are more positive than negative so it's it just it's kind of fun to follow i don't really like to follow a lot of people on uh on twitter just because it's like i feel like everything on twitter is negative but i feel like you guys are pretty positive so i was like yeah i'll follow y'all i see that fires me up and a listener out there someone put that on my tombstone of chris bassett saying that that just fires me up but i listen i get in a lot of arguments with negative blue jays fan twitter i'm just willing to get in the mud for it but uh i do respect that i mean so I got to ask this because Chris, so, cause so Swanee said how he found us was the, the jokes we make about Brandon belt. Has that circulated in the clubhouse? Because Swanee said, it's a little something going on in a group chat. He's in where they sent a tweet that we tweeted out of some about uh, Brandon belt. Is that like a little circulation going on in there? Yeah, there's definitely stuff that you guys post other people that make uh, um, on the internet that we kind of throw in the group chat. And yeah, it's a, uh, I don't think Brandon Belt has to take off because he's already kind of crazy as it is when it comes to his stuff. But overall, I think, uh, yeah, you guys definitely add fuel to the fire. We uh, So you talk about the positive Jays fans. You had a run-in with a fan of one of the other teams you played for recently in Frank the Tank. You finally respond to him after you're gone. What's that like as someone who's not a positive fan? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I, I've been around the game long enough, or I've been around sports long enough that I get that there's negativity. Um, yeah, when I was playing with the Mets, obviously Frank's, I mean, extreme negative, but I find it somehow hilarious um, just because they could be on a nine-game winning streak and somehow this guy's still complaining about something. So, um, yeah, overall, it, it's awesome. Um, I, I'm just a huge sports fan in general just because um, – like the passion and, and the love for the game and the love for the players and the love for just like competitiveness. Um, it's kind of what fuels me. And I, I just, I, I genuinely like it. That fires me up. And I got to ask this, speaking about in the clubhouse and stuff like that. So we have a victory song for the Toronto Blue Jays. We post a video of it after every single, uh, after every single W has pump it up, made it into the clubhouse, maybe on the ox. Maybe you could request that. 
because pump it up just gets the people going. It fires me up. We we definitely played it before, but we were like uh like we'd like we'll win four or five games in a row, and then like say like we'll lose a game, and it's like all right, time to change it up. So, um, <laughs> Chappie's pretty much involved with all of that. So yeah, it's pretty much kind of how many how many uh how many wins can we rattle off for one song, and then it's kind of change change some change it up a little bit. Are you a fan of his music choices? I've I've heard some blowback from some of the players on his aux choices in the clubhouse. Yeah, I am. I've been I've been around him for so long that it's just like I'm just used to it. So yeah, I you're, you're going to listen to a lot of uh a lot of like EDM. You're going to listen to a lot of like California rap, and you're going to listen to a lot of just songs that you probably have never really heard of. But um, they're they're pretty catchy. I, I like them. He he knows I like them, so it really fuels his fire. Seems like See, it's just like good vibes playlist. So that's really all you can ask for. Yeah. I feel like I feel like us and Chappie would get along well. He there's a video of him actually that we like kind of circulated across the internet of him and Bradley Zimmer just DJing on a uh, counter, and he is just the Matt Chapman outfits go absolutely nuts. I'm a big Matt Chapman outfits guy. Uh, the button up. Have you have you have you tested the waters with the button up? I feel like you'd look good with a button up tarp, Chris. Yeah, I'm not. I am. I'm so casual. It's not even funny. So I, I get made fun of for how I get dressed, how I dress, because it's supposed to be like dress serious. And I'm I'm in a sweatpants and sweatshirt. So, no, it's definitely I'm definitely not like chappy on that one. I'll tell you that. So the camo shirt they made for you is something you'd wear casually. I'll be wearing that a lot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> See, I'm not usually a giveaway guy, but I might have to tap into the uh, camo jersey giveaway. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's. It's kind of cool having a giveaway. I will say that. What was your first, like, how long have you known about this? Because they just announced this, I think, like, earlier in the year. But has this been something that's, like, a long, like, once you sign, they mention it to you and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm wearing a camo hat right now. And, like, I'm always wearing something camo for the most part. Just I, I love the outdoors. Not even that. I don't even have to be hunting and stuff like that. But um, I love the outdoors in general. And then the aspect of, of that, it's more so uh, – I think I rolled into spring training probably two weeks in a row with this like camo hat. And then like we did like the media day. They're like, Hey, we're giving a giveaway and here's like your shirt. So I knew about it in spring training, but yeah, um, I'm definitely going to be rocking that for a while. So kind of, I want you, how do you assess your season on the mound so far? Just like an honest kind of breakdown of how you feel you've done. Uh, I, I mean, to, to me, I think consistency is key, and I think I've been pretty shit when I came to, when it comes to consist, consistency. So I can't really say I've done that well. Um, I'll probably say like a letter grade. I'll give myself like a C minus at best. Um, like I, I've I've done really really well against teams. I mean, I've done well against Houston, and Atlanta, and all those teams. Um, but then also, I haven't done well against certain teams. And it's not really. I don't really think it's the team fundamental or breakdown of it. I just think. Um, some things have been a little messed up and not, and not in the aspect of like team or coaches. It's just, it's just me kind of thing. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just the ups and downs of the year and then just hopefully get on another roll and have a good two, three months and be good to go. So I don't really look at like long-term or the, the numbers so far of my season. Cause I feel like if you're chasing numbers throughout the year. I think you, you can really panic. Um, but I, I, I know, the consistency right now of, of what I've done is, is has not been great. I'll and say that just... bra that brave start as a Blue Jays fan was oh. the best you've seen. 
That was right. when we did that. That was when we do uh fucked up Friday. So we were mangled on that stream, having a great time. You just, I mean, it was all time, Chris. I got to tip my cap for you. That was, that was a legacy start as we call it. So that was, uh, and I want, and you're talking about the consistency and stuff like this. I got to ask you, this is my, how my dumb brain works. So I talked about this in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. So you obviously took away calling pitches, but I just got to ask you this. Cause obviously you said it, cause it, it adds too much going on in your head and stuff like that. But aren't you technically still calling pitches when you like shake stuff off? Like, explain that to the listeners of why it makes more sense for Kirky to call the pitches over you. Like, what, what's the difference with it? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're 100 percent right. I still am calling my own game. Um, but the way we we're doing it in the very beginning, it was more so, um, it was just me calling my game, and had, and no one else's opinion was was involved. Um, so the way we're kind of doing it now is now we have two, basically two set of eyes on the situation rather than just me. So Kirky could be seeing something that I I just don't see. Um, but if he's not calling the game or not at least having an opinion or Jano the same way, like if they, if they don't have the opportunity to kind of call their own game or what they're seeing, then it's kind of pointless for them to even see what they're seeing kind of thing. So I've I've never wanted to take that out of their hands. It was just with the pitch clock, it just it just had to happen. Um I, I think we're in a really good place now with it. It's just it's just a matter of just being more comfortable. So talking about those rule changes, do you think the pitch clock and stuff has positively impacted the game? It all depends on the kind of what you're thinking. Um I mean, if you're thinking about viewership, if you're thinking about uh, fan experience, yes, no doubt about it. It's, it's positively impacted the game. If you're talking about pitching, um, I think it's definitely made it more difficult. Um, just in the aspect that um, we've always had the capabilities of slowing the game down um, for as long as I ever played it by just kind of just, all right, give me 20 seconds. Let me walk around the mound, collect my thoughts, relax. And like, all right, now we get back on the mound and make pitches again. Well, you don't have that luxury anymore. So um, I think everyone's done a really good job across the league of kind of um, adjusting to that. But at the same time, um, there is an adjustment period. And I, I, I think we've, we've done with the coaches and everyone else, I think we've done a really good job with our team. You think it goes into like just game planning stuff so you know every hitter, like you get in a tough situation and you just – you rely on the game plan pregame or, I mean, you're, you have so many pitches thinking through it all the time, like in 20 seconds with the runner on base, that seems like the wrong way to go about it and kind of sucks as well. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many, there's so many situations that um, kind of come up that, that will definitely put the advantage in the hitter or runner's favor. Um, like I said, just because the game can speed up on you a little bit where you're not thinking about the base runner and all of a sudden the base runner steals on you. Um, we're about the clock. Like for me, for me, the one thing I think that I've, I've like, like assessing the, like the first half, I think the one thing that I've kind of done a bad job of, which I think I'll make it, I, I'll make an adjustment is, um, I've I kind of try to manipulate the clock a little bit too, a little bit too much. Um, and I really think it's just a matter of me just getting on the mound and just pitching, stop worrying about the clock in, in general. Um, there, there'll be some situations where like, I'll see 15 or 20 seconds left because like they called time and they want to sit in the box and I'll let it roll down to like zero. But overall, I think I've been, I, I think I've been kind of like 
like I said, too much, worried too much about the clock and how I can manipulate it against the batter. And it's just, like I said, just another distraction um, from from the game of how you can like, how you can mess up a pitch or whatever it may be because you're not focused solely on the pitch itself. You're focused on so many other things now. Yeah, that makes sense. And speaking about distractions, I, I got to ask you this question. I'd be mad on myself if I didn't. So the, the city field start, right? Your 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 wife is giving birth, which congratulations on that, by the way. And you the start gets delayed, right? So mm-hmm. it's delayed in the first place, and then you have to make a big league start. What was running through your mind on the mound, and like how hard was that for you to just not constantly be thinking like my wife is is giving birth right now to my to a child of mine, and I'm currently at City Field pitching the Major League Baseball game. Like how hard was that game for you? Yeah. Uh... I mean, it wasn't it wasn't crazy hard. I don't know your guys' background. Do you guys have kids at all? No, I no. <laughs> the comment section is going to make a joke out of that, but no, we don't have kids. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I mean, like I, I had my trainer. I had, um, like I had like four or five people with the Blue Jays, basically being able to be in, in contact with my wife throughout the game. Of like, all right, this is kind of the stage of like, um her pregnancy, where she's at right now, monitoring contractions. So we knew she wasn't like, was she in, was she in labor? Yeah, she was in labor, but like, it wasn't really that close. So I never like was worried about like not making it in time. Um, I saw a lot of stuff like where like, they're like, why is he starting the game? Like, do, do they not care about like him seeing like the birth of his child? Like, that that was never in play like talking with like the front office and talking with schneids and talking with pete like they were they were more than happy for me to miss that start um to go see like the birth of my 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 son but we just were able to like work it out we had a we had a private jet sitting there waiting for it whenever i hear that um luckily for me it was two guys from toronto (laughs) so um it it, everything just kind of just worked out so it was just it was just a matter of just like I said, just monitoring her um, every 20, 30 minutes of just like, all right, is everything good? And everything was fine. Um, so it was just, all right. I was able just to focus on baseball and not focus on on that as, as crazy as that sounds. This is completely off topic, but are you a private jet guy? Like, are you rocking with private jets? Is that like where you're at? Because I would die to go on one. Maybe one day, once we become better friends, we can, the gate 14 boys can hop on a PJ with you. You're not, are you a PJ guy? First time I ever did it. And honestly, it might be the first, last time I ever did it. I'm not saying they're, <laughs> they're, like they're it? cool. No, they're cool. But like at the same time, the amount of money is like, <laughs> I'm like, come on. Like you, like, like I just flew back from where we were at. I, I just flew, I just flew back to like for the all-star game from Detroit and I was in coach. Like, I don't, I don't need first class. I don't like just, I'll have my iPad with a, with a movie on and I'll, I'll be sitting. I don't care who I sit next to. I like, <laughs> like. I'll be wearing fifteen dollars shoes and a ten dollars shirt. I, I I'll shop at Target with no, with absolutely zero hesitancy. I'll say that right now. We'll get you Gate Fourteen gear. You can roll around in Gate Fourteen gear. Uh, that's what we'll, that's I'll, what I'll we'll rock get. Go. It you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna see a Rolex on me. You're not gonna see chains and all that stuff. I'm just not I'm just not that type of guy. I, I just just a blue collared guy, man. That's why we love you. That's why we're Bassett guys. That's why we're here. So I had one of the kids that I coached was begging for mechanics talk. He loved it. So he wanted to know like how many professional coaches tried to change what you do with your glove hand when you pitch. Cause it's not, 
orthodox. It's something a little different. The firm front side that they yeah. probably teach you be cookie cutter. Is that just something obviously you've done kind of your whole life, but how many people tried to change that? Um, I would say I've been blessed in the aspect of I, I went out, came with the White Sox and never really tried to change me. Um, then I got traded to Oakland and they never really tried to change me. And then I came over to the Mets, never tried to change me. And now I'm here. They're not really trying to change me. Um, I, I think there'll be a lot of pushback when it comes to, like people within sports. If, if, if they want to go like the whole, like the academies and all that, or that are trying to cheat, teach all that stuff. But in my opinion, if you're doing something that's like natural to you, I think it's a lot easier to be really good if you're doing something natural rather than trying to do something unnatural and then try to be really good. So I've had four, four or five organizations, okay, four organizations um, pretty much just say, All right, these are your mechanics. Now, this is how we're going to basically try to make these as strong as possible. And that that's that's what I've done. So I've done... Like my workouts are completely different than most people's where I, I don't, I don't do a ton of like strength, tr strength training. I do a ton of like stability work. Um, and it's just like stability through throughout my motion. And that, that's kind of what I've always done. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great answer. I mean, and it's going back to like when you were throwing in all that type of stuff, younger, your younger days, I got to ask this question. Cause we're just common men, me and Avery. I mean, I hit 180 in Nebraska in junior college. I was asked. Avery's one of the worst pitchers in the history of college baseball in America, 7,000 ERA. When did you realize you were better than everyone else at the game of baseball? Like, when did you realize you had the potential to be a pro baseball player? Like, what age was that for you? That, that, that's such a weird question because I really don't know the answer to it. I really don't. Like, in high school, I never really threw that hard. Um, I probably threw, man. I probably feel like 84 to 86 in high school. Um, and then, and then honestly, I went to college as a walk on um, and probably through like 88, 91. Um, and then like my sophomore year old around, like my Vila went up just a little bit, but I was always out of the bullpen. Like I was never a starter. So I, like in college, I was like an eighth or ninth inning guy. Um so I think it was not till like my junior year where I was like, all right, like it really isn't like with the year I got drafted. I was like, there really isn't a, a hitter that I think is, is, is better than me. Um, so I think that's kind of when it set in, I went to summer league in the coastal plains league did really well there. That was supposed to have like really, really good talent. Um, so I don't know. I, it, like I said it's hard for me to answer that because I really don't know. I I never thought I was like head over heels of a better than everyone at any single level. It was just like I I knew I was good. That, that was it. We're gonna start the narrative that like LeBron and you came out of Akron. And by the way, speaking about Akron, I'm 0 for three lifetime against Akron. That, on our college trip when I was 18U, we actually used to face Akron in the winter. I don't think I made contact with a baseball. 0 for three, and we were playing the, the stadium's right beside the football field, right? The football field's right there, and the the baseball field's right behind it. I just got absolutely just put on a leash and just dog walked at that stadium. It is a nice day. I think the the program folded the year after. Maybe is that true? Yeah, well, um, it's a nice stadium now. They did a lot of renovations to it. Back then, it was not a nice stadium at all. I'll tell you <laughs> that. Like we we had we legit would have, like li literally, we'd have ducks land in the outfield. <laughs> there's standing water. 
So yeah, the, the, the program back when we played, yeah, it was, the, the field was not good. So you, you get to move to a new country this year. What's been the most interesting part about moving to Canada for you? Cause Kevin Gosman said the drivers are horrible in Toronto, which I definitely agree with. It's a big, city. I might be one of those guys. Yep. Definitely. But yeah. Most interesting I mean, thing for you. Traffic's not, 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 not that nuts just because I, I mean, Kevin, Kevin, I mean, he came from the Bay area, so he should know dang bad traffic. Um, and then I also came from New York, so I really know bad traffic and bad drivers. So I definitely say traffic is not one of them, but I'll say, I'll say the thing that really gets me for the most part is just trying to order something and all the extra fees and all the extra crap. Like I got to pay a delivery person. Like here's a $15 shipping fee somehow there. <laughs> My Amazon packages won't come like the next day. They'll come like five days from now. So just, so just getting stuff is, is a little tough, but cause I like, I, I I'm a big Amazon guy. I'll tell you that. That's great. <laughs> So yeah, that me me and my Amazon game have been been hurt big time. That's yeah, that, that's heartbreaking. But we like I said, we'll get the, we'll get you some gate fourteen stuff. It'll arrive the next day. I'm lying. It took us like three weeks to get Kikuchi's stuff, so I can't be guaranteeing that stuff for you. But speaking about Canada though, like I, I love hearing about this. Why Canada? Like what? How did Ross? How did our guy Ross Atkins sell you on the Toronto Blue Jays? Like what was the selling points for you here? Well, I'm. I mean, like once I've hit free agency, it was like, okay, like everyone will talk about like money or whatever it may be. Like I, I money, money is, is, is good and great, but I, I wanted to go to a team that I genuinely thought throughout the three years or four years or whatever may have been the contract that I was trying to sign. Um, throughout the life of the contract, I have a genuine chance to win a world series. Um, and my, and my, and my, true heart i think there's about 10 teams that could have could have answered that and i could have said yes so like instantly i eliminated 20 teams um and then toronto came calling um and obviously made some phone calls to chappie made some phone calls to simeon made some phone calls to all these guys and just asked about toronto and asked about obviously the guys on the team and they were everyone said amazing things so i was like all right like this is going to make this the choice pretty easy just because how good a group of guys we have on our team um, players wise. I mean, it, it's been, it's been an incredible year so far. I think um, clubhouse wise, I don't think we can get much better. Obviously baseball wise, I think we can get, we can get better. Um, but clubhouse wise, it's, it's been, it's been incredible. So we, I, I know, I, I know, I know, I know we're in a great spot. I know, I know, like I said, I, I know we can play a lot better baseball, and I know we're going to play a lot better baseball. Um, but having having the clubhouse dynamic the way that we have it, I know I know we could go through some bad times and not panic one bit. And uh, and you were talking about that. I mean, you guys are fifty and forty one, and you haven't even come close to your ceiling. I mean, the offense hasn't; it's been stagnant, a little bit decent, and the pitching's been incredible. And speaking about the pitchers, I got to ask you about this guy because we've been. We call his family the royal family of Canada, Kevin Gossman. What's what's Kevin Gossman like, man? I would just love to tap into that guy's brain. I, I would wonder if he knows who we are because, I mean, we tweet at him a million times. But he's just electric. He might be just the best ever, dude. I love that dude. Yeah. Like, it's so funny because it's just it's, it's two different dynamics of, of, of guys. It's just uh, off the mound, um, he's just 
an absolute just happy-go-lucky dude that just likes to have fun with the guys and then obviously likes to go and be a dad. Um, and it, it's awesome to see that. But then once he gets on the mound, it's like you do not want to mess with Kevin Gosman. Like he <laughs> he is he is an absolute killer. And the fact that like people say he does it with two pitches, he has four pitches. And honestly, I think he could have like six or seven because he'll like we're catch partners and he busts out like pitches like he's like hey here's a curveball or here's a sinker like he's got other pitches he just don't even need them that's the craziest part like he he's easily one of the best pitchers in the world um and it's just it's just awesome to see just because he's got a he's got a switch that not many people can flip like he does he just he fires you got to mention that to him in the interview like you haven't done gate 14 yet just a little humble brag to him about that he's electric (laughs) like i said we would die for the guy we were sitting beside so we were there at the Giants game. We, Kikuchi got us tickets. We we like brought shirts down for him. And we were sitting beside his wife. I was like, do you think we should mention that? Like we always talk about them on Twitter. I was like, whatever. We won't mention that. But it's just they're a great. He seems like a great guy. Class act, locker room guy. So it's yeah. good to hear that reassured from his teammates for sure. Yeah, he's a, a plus. You can you can root for him. You can buy his jersey and know that you're rooting for a very great guy. Like there's there's not a doubt in my mind. So we saw the video of you playing golf with wit preseason mm-hmm. is, your, is your golf game stacking up with wit like is he the one in the clubhouse that everyone's trying to beat there yeah i'm not i'm not as good as wit there ain't <laughs> there like no i'm not as good as wit at all I, I don't even know i'll be honest with you i went i went into this season like i golf in the off season probably probably twice a week i'll say um in the off season and I was pretty damn confident coming into spring training about my golf game. And for whatever reason, I showed up and it was like I was golfing left-handed when I'm right-handed. I, I don't even know what happened. Um, still still don't even know what happened. Uh, can't can't hit a driver without snap hooking it right now. Oh, it's, yeah. it's the most crazy thing. Um, but yeah, wit wits for like like you like see like wit and you don't think like big power guy because obviously he doesn't have like massive power numbers, even though he's hitting home runs all of a sudden. Um, I mean, Wit Wit easily averages over 300 yards on a driver. Like he's he bombs the ball off the tee, and then his short game is very, very good. Like it's he's he's the total package. He can he can play. Why do you think so? so not, why do you think so many baseball guys are just golf guys as well? Because I feel like the hitters. How does it not mess up your baseball swing at some point? That's right? a myth, Avery. That's a myth. So? Well, your swing That's a sucks, myth. Johnny. I've seen. Well. Chris, I got yeah. a, I got a little tip for you. I, I actually I had a bad round on my driver three weeks ago, and I just sold it on Kijiji the next day. That's might be the recipe for you. Just keep keep switching drivers every round. Hey, I might I might. Although I just gave my brother my my old driver, and he just snapped it in half. So I, I, <laughs> yeah, this is we have an absolute zoo on the links right now for me. I'll tell you that it's a mess. You probably just absolutely dog walk me. That's fine. We could be, we could go scramble me and Wit versus you and Avery because Avery's actually nasty at golf. He's going to humble brag it. He's good at golf. He plays the mental game with me. He starts saying, nice shot when I hit a bad shot. I'm just a mental midget. I can't do it. But going in, going, going back into the, the team dynamic and stuff like that, uh, we got to obviously ask about Brandon Bell. We talked about him earlier. We love Brandon Bell. We couldn't be bigger Brandon Bell guys. And his comedy is something that like we kind of share. It's like the office type of comedy. What is yeah. he like in the locker room? I mean, Witt told a story of him a couple of weeks ago walking around saying he's pretty much playing for free when he's making $9 million a year. Like, what's Brandon Belt like? Yeah, what what y'all see in the interviews is like the PG version of what we get. 
like uh bell bell is one of the funniest best teammates i've ever i've ever been around i mean he his honestly you saying the office is like perfect because like the stuff that he says most of the time is like no one else can say it because it's like crossing a certain line like (laughs) like I don't even want to get in tr- him in trouble from, for saying some stuff, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, for instance, like he, he'll like, we'll call a guy up and like, he'll be like, Hey, like, don't get too comfortable. You're going to be, you're going to be sent down here pretty soon. All right. <laughs> like, and it's like, dude, you can't say this stuff. Like, but it's bell. So bell can say it and everyone laughs. No one, no one bats an eye about what he says. So yeah, overall, um, man, bell, bell is just an a plus dude. He is, he just seems like, I mean, he's, we, I think we said this on the podcast a weeks ago, like him and Gossman are probably the white whales of this pod. Like those are the two guys where I, obviously Brandon will probably never do a podcast just based <laughs> off of like how old fashioned he is. But sometimes we'll go back to his old tweets and retweet them. And early in his Twitter career, all he would do would just tweet at Taco Bell. Like that's, that's how I picture Brandon Bell. He's like, when's the crunch wrap Supreme coming back at Taco Bell? Like when he was on the giant, that's all he would tweet. So he's the best. But another guy I wanted to talk about is a, a guy that we been pumping the tires of like crazy who we got to meet a couple weeks ago take a picture on the field of them is you say kikuchi what's that guy like i mean hit him and vladdy's handshakes the most electric thing on the planet yeah he's awesome like i i i got the privilege to kind of like meet him um when when we made the all-star team together and like we kind of like talked a little bit then so um yeah like we we kind of hit it off then um but obviously like with his with his background, I wasn't sure like how like well his English was and stuff like that. And then like you start talking to him, and his English is actually really good. Um, I said so the exact like, same thing. I was shocked at it. It's like you, there's no way you need a translator. You're doing the fake thing, yeah. so you don't have to talk to the media. <laughs> I would say that's like sixty percent true. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I think he has a translator, honestly, just so he doesn't say anything inappropriate. I'll be honest with you. I think that's the reason. But uh, but overall, it's just. He is, he's just, again, just one of the most genuinely, like, I, I, I don't want to keep saying this because I think it's like, I think it's kind of like it, the more times you say it, the more times it can't be true. But like, we genuinely truly have like some of the nicest, best people I've ever played with. Like our whole, our whole starting rotation is unbelievable. And then like, obviously there's a lot of position players that I think are the same way. Um, Honestly, we don't really have a bad apple on the team. But uh, like Kikuchi is just happy-go-lucky, but like on the mound, I just like his like his like sneaky like flair. Like when he strikes somebody out, I'm like, man, like you got some swag, even though you don't have any at all. It's kind of funny. The pitching ninja. Well, speaking about swag, Chris, I got to talk about this with you because I came out Swanee a couple weeks ago because I, I don't know if uh, Swanee talked to you about coming on the podcast and stuff like that. If he did, I'll text him to thank him. But I, him and I are pretty close, so I can throw some jabs at him. What's the deal here with the Mizuno cleats, boys? Like, what are we doing? Like, we can't be going Nike, Jordan. Like, we're, we're wearing Mizuno cleats on the mound now. What's up with this? Mizuno pays. <laughs> Nike, Nike, <laughs> Nike dropped me. This was back with this was me with back with Oakland. Nike dropped me, so I said, "All right, deuces. I'm never going back to y'all." <laughs> okay, maybe that's. Maybe that's the reasoning why. I mean, I, I said at the Swanee, like, you tell someone to give me the bag, I'll get the bag. I mean, I'll, Nike's, my, Nike's not giving me money, so Nike's not giving me money. But this is the last thing that I wanted to talk about because 
Swanee's like, you guys won't stop talking about this on social media. The Nelly concert heard around the world. Why didn't you make an appearance at that? We were talking about that crew. It was Brandon Belt, Kevin Gossman, Swanee. Who else? Who else was it, uh, Ave? It was I one more. The fourth. I don't Whit remember. Merrifield. It was just an elite yeah. group that, like I said, I was kind of pissed. I didn't get invited to this. Invited to that. What's up with that? You're not no, a concert was, guy? No, it was an open invite. Um, anyone could go, but I have I had a two-week-old at the time, so <laughs> Mama said absolutely not, <laughs> and that's why I didn't go. Like, Wit, Wit don't it's have right, well, kids. Happy you... don't have kids. Belt has older kids. Like, all the guys that went have, have older kids. I If I told my wife, hey, I'm going to the Nelly concert with a two-week-old at home, I wouldn't have went to the baseball field the next day. I'll tell you that. I, I can get behind that. Just circle Morgan Wallen. The wife will love that. Circle Morgan Wallen in September. We'll get a crew going for that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll finagle some people for tickets. We'll go to Morgan Wallen in September. That'll get the wife happy. Uh, me and Gauze already have tickets to that. We're good. We're all right. We're, so we're I guess that whatever. All right, maybe we'll see you there, Avery. <laughs> do you do you have anything left for our guy here? I mean, like I said, like I said, Chris, we've been pumping your tires flowing i'll get in the mud with you and this is one rule here when you come on this podcast you one have to go to dinner with us at some point this year i know you got a two-week goal whatever we'll finagle around it. i'm still waiting for jano to figure that out and two we got your back for life now anyone comes at you on social media i'll be keyword searching chris bassett i'll go in the mud with anyone on the planet for chris they call me mud boy on the podcast i'll go toe-to-toe with anyone for you so those are the two things that come along with this podcast if i if I deserve to get ridiculed, I can get ridiculed. I, I can handle it. It's okay. <laughs> sometimes, hey, Brandon, sometimes, you, sometimes you need to be called some names just to, like, wake up a little bit. And I've been calling myself a couple names already, so we're good. Don't worry. You might even you, you talk crap to me. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Thanks a lot for your time, Chris. Really appreciate it. It was a pleasure, man. There you have it, folks. Our guy, the hound on the mound. What a pleasure this was to have you on, Chris. We appreciate you coming on this, man. It means a lot. No problem. Thank y'all. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Chris Bassett. Uh, before we go into the second half talk and all type of stuff, I got to talk about this with Chris. Abe. I couldn't get a read on him if he liked us. I don't think he would do it if he didn't like us. Okay. I know he definitely liked us. He pumped our tires, obviously. Like before the interview, before we talked and all, before you came on, it was just him and I, I think, right? Or he joined. Yeah, and we were we were talking about like uh, how he found us and all that type of stuff. So he definitely likes us, but he's a very old fashioned guy that I just couldn't get a read on if he liked us. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if he liked the interview, I think he did. I made him laugh a pretty decent amount of times, <laughs> but I just I can't gauge it. You know, like I I can't I can't gauge. It. I don't know. Maybe you could talk me off the ledge of that, Abe. Yeah, no, I think he seems like he he came off more open than I thought he was going to honestly. So yes, same. Yeah. So I know he think... definitely, I, I think this is going to be a, a, the people are going to enjoy it just based on the fact that how different it was. Like a lot of the interviews he's done has been, he's done has been on like really uh, more buttoned up professional podcasts. And I, he gave us a lot. I mean, yeah. a lot of the stories he gave us like the Brandon belt stuff and uh, like the Whit Merrifield stuff and him golfing and all that type of stuff. He gave us a lot of stuff, but JR, how's it going, buddy? How was that flight back on Sunday with the, uh, Little to no sleep. Oh yeah, it was it was terrible. <laughs> I got back at <laughs> essentially I got back at five a.m. Eastern time. So then had to go back great. to work the next day. Yeah, then I had to go work the next day. Uh, no, I'm excited <laughs> to hear this interview. I only heard uh, what you guys have said, but I'm I'm going to be listening with the 
with the fans. So I'm definitely excited. He's a, he's definitely an old soul. He's definitely yeah, he, an old soul. He's a he's a smart guy too. So like when Johnny talks about him buttoning up, it's because you can talk to him about big topics because he's like a good thing. Yeah. He's if he didn't think away. our stuff was semi entertaining, he would never have taken a pod no, like this. he loves i mean he, right. he pretty much said like uh he openly said the, like some of the stuff that our listeners tweet at us and the stuff that we tweet goes in the blue jays uh group chat so like there he gave us a lot avery maybe i'm just i'm just uh i haven't done an interview with someone like a baseball player in a really long time since the fisher and official probably like early early in the off season so i never so after it ended we we haven't done one yet where i'm like oh fuck like we could have done done better i was just like i i enjoyed talking to him every second no i did too i just i wish we had more time i mean he didn't give us a time limit he probably could have talked to us for an hour he was just on his mac deck just shooting the shit with the boys but uh no he we had some good conversations even after it like i uh like just talk he said did you guys talk about the shirt i hope no no we we said we said we're gonna send him some stuff uh yeah we said we're gonna get some stuff for him and put it on the field i I dm'd him what size he was and he never answered as an answer yet or even read it he's a bad dm guy we know that though. yeah he's a bad dm guy so i'm not (laughs) i'm not gonna hold my breath with it but i am excited for the people's reaction to it obviously Uh, obviously Mm -hmm. you've just listened to it so um he's a great guy man i mean he's he's as advertised the way he talked about kevin gossman uh brandon belt is just like you just it just fires me up just hearing that hearing he's how a, good he's an easy person to root for as well that that's a common theme with guys we've gotten to talk to so far yeah great yeah, guys people sure. people you want to support buy their jerseys happy that they're toronto blue jays i just like that the perception of us in the locker room and like just the way what he thinks of us is, is like positive fans but negative when we have to be negative you know like that's what he pretty much said he's like you guys are positive you guys are like the common fan you love the team all that type of stuff obviously the people that are listening are you already heard that but that was really uh good to have that like reiterated by a guy that actually plays on the team you know like that it, it means we're doing something right so uh we're i'm not excited gonna get people we're not gonna get people coming on here if we shit on them all the exactly time. i think we've mm-hmm. done a pretty good job obviously this year especially just like on doing it on uh, doing it on like offense or like the bullpen or the pitching staff as a whole, not just coming at individuals, you know? So we've done a but maybe Kevin Vigio a little bit, but uh, yeah, which is warranted for Kevin Vigio. And doesn't have social media, so it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, uh, it was an aw- awesome interview. Hope everyone loved it. Hope everyone listened to it and enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully the perception of Chris Bassett uh, changes a little. I, I know no one has a negative uh obviously a negative perception of him but i hope they, that makes them want to root for him harder and all that type of stuff so uh thanks again to chris for coming on this also, and uh, the, the vlog came out we're filming this on tuesday night the vlog yeah. came out any any thoughts from you did you watch it jer yeah it's awesome you did a great job <laughs> well i didn't I've, do much i didn't do much i just put the clips together it was just filming them and finding the right stuff <laughs> uh no i i thought it was great the the vlog's always the best like those are the we're really you know people get to i, I wish we a camera guy would definitely help but like it because it is tough in general to like be in the vlog and film whoa <laughs> did you just explode your pen oh my god <laughs> it's a good thing that wasn't in your mouth man oh my god that would have been a disaster. That's a that massacre a over there on Johnny's hands. 
Johnny's doing black hands. You got to cancel. This is bad. Okay. I'm not going to touch anything for the rest of the pod, (laughs) but yeah, I know the vlog was great. Abe, you did a great job (laughs) with it. I didn't know you. I I don't want the flowers for it. I just wanted, I didn't know you were getting the flowers. You're going to get the flowers, but I didn't know you were filming at 5 a.m. as you were walking back to your yeah, car. You guys bro. weren't gonna you guys weren't gonna give me an outro. So I... we did do an outro. We said good night, gate 14 nation. Oh, I wanted to put a full full bow on it. Okay. Um, That's but... fine. No, I, it was a funny vlog for sure. I mean, you definitely could have cut a couple of the parts where I said I'm fucking mangled. No, but... I w- if I had the time and like the skills, I would have had a graphic of how many mangled times counts? John- Johnny said he was fucking <laughs> yeah, the problem is you say it at the start of every one. So I went to cut <laughs> one of them. And then the clip just like didn't flow very well. I think and Doc DM me the funniest clip from it was me saying like these beers are punching, and then I just start shadow boxing. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I was no, trying no, to no. do my best on the camera to pretend I was the other boxer. That didn't <laughs> that didn't translate well on camera. It was funny, man. No, that, that was a funny. I mean, it was a good vlog. Obviously, the numbers on it aren't gonna be as crazy as like the Avery versus Johnny stuff and all that type of stuff. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, no, it was definitely good. I mean, the the JR's on Tinder uh, part oh, of the video. I didn't was... know that was that got filmed. Well, I thought that was. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I was <laughs> looking. I, thought, at I Avery. thought that was just like I didn't know Eve had his phone out. That's that the best situation. thing is like just capturing the stuff that they also don't see even in the vlog is the more ridiculous shit that happens. <laughs> so yeah. like if. Yeah, if we had like there's a some... floating cam over everything. That would be uh-huh. better instead of just the cameraman. There's the definitely time. some ridiculous shit that happened. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I we obviously Judah's not of age to be able to go to the bar yet, so we can't have him just be ripping out with us. But once he does, we'll get something firing for that. Like just have a personal camera guy. Also, um, the filming I did at the roulette table, I cut out the little part. The person spinning the fucking thing it was just like told me to put like. He's like, no, 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 no filming, no filming. Just kind of freaked out at me right after that. Yeah, oh. that's funny. That's funny. But no, I have great vlog. I mean, the no hitters. Batista is going to lose the. Yeah, no. The 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 thing is, is it, it it'll. I like the old fashioned ver- like vlog. I watched the St. Louis one back, and it's just so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just I, I like those. I, I don't know if our listeners can maybe answer this in the comments or tweet at us stuff like this. I do. I like the Scorsese esque vlogs, obviously from Judah. Yeah. But at some point, it's good to go back to our roots <laughs> and just and just do the old fashioned like iMovie edit. Yeah. I know you obviously aren't using that, but just like the classic edit like that, you know, yeah, there's no there's no frame shifting. There's no wipes coming in and out from the clips. For sure. You're going to get them all back to back to back to back. Just how they were <laughs> built. It's like you it's got to be like you were there. It's funny, man. It's it, it's funny. But uh, before we go into the season preview and all type of stuff, let's go into the home run derby, man. Uh, I, I we gotta discuss. Vladdy put on a goddamn show, and I'll tell you what that first round he struggled a little bit. Like the first five to ten swings, he looked like Guillermo was like had like the oh my god, Felix Batista just gave up an absolute moon bomb. Yup, yup. Anyways, but what I will Hopefully say this derails his season. This is insane. He launched that Elias Diaz or whatever the fuck his name is. But yeah, no, the Vladdy. Put on an absolute show, especially doing it against Julio Rodriguez, who had the entire stadium. Look at my hands. The entire stadium rooting for him. Put and them in, Vladdy put them in front of your face, Johnny, so people on YouTube can see. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, just having the entire stadium rooting for him. Uh, 
going up against that. And Julio Rodriguez broke a hit 41 in the first round. Like you're and Vladdy, mm-hmm. dude, I don't know if you saw this. The live odds on Julio for the second round was minus 400. Did you wow. see that? So like I was watching on stream, obviously everyone on the stream was like minus 400. Mi-. We're all saying this in the stream and Julio Rodriguez just shot the bet. I mean, that wasn't even, that was a disaster class second round. Like talk about, and everyone makes a joke. He wasted all of his home runs in the first round, all that type of stuff. He actually did. Well, like, the, so the two people who have the most home runs in a round lost the home run derby, right? That is that a strategy for next year when you're betting on it? Yeah, don't hit that many home runs. Just do enough. Just enough yeah, to get you there. It's kind of it's kind of like my school career, like through high school, like just do enough to get by. Yeah, then exactly. That, you're good. But no, that was that was awesome to see him win again. John Schneider, masterclass. He's got. John- a- <laughs> It'll be nice I think to see the, the guy series. throwing a Julio was just he was painting. That he first was painting. round, holy! He had like a certain the way he was standing was in a power stance, and he was just just perfect pitches. Well, another thing about this so home run derby too. is another thing yeah, about this home run close. derby is is they just don't follow the rules. Like oh, the rule yeah. book says, you're supposed to go once the ball lands. Like mm-hmm. that's when you throw the next pitch. This motherfucker, Adley. Randy Rosarena's guy, Seattle's guy, John Schneider, maybe all of them were just, For just sure. like the like from the movie The Elf when he just racks <laughs> yeah. up all the snowballs and he's just letting the snowballs sing. That's, That's what a good doing. like Randy Rosarena was doing that swing you do as a joke just to get through batting practice where you just swing back, swing back, swing back, no lower body. That's that would have went viral, Johnny, if you tweeted <laughs> that clip and just said like the maybe whatever. I'll do it tomorrow. The Mariners, uh, uh, it doesn't hit the same. I will no, that's that, that's the been, joke part of it. Cause everyone's gonna, or everyone's gonna listen to the podcast and they'll be like, Oh, yeah, it's a good meme. The live, we'll view, do it like three days live after. view of the of the Mariners, uh, BP pitcher. Oh, god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think of the kids out there? Like, that's I, that's crazy. I, this is my thing, JR. Are, it's like, why, <laughs> why, like, these you are put us out there, we might not catch them all. These are clearly yeah, yeah. the best. <laughs> The best, not the best hitters, but like the best power hitters on the planet. And you are putting 13 year old fucking Timmy in the outfield against a Vladdy line out. And these kids have like insane egos where they get in front of every fucking mm-hmm. ball. Like having a child, a child out there <laughs> is absurd. It's just that it's like, it would be like, how do I compare this? Trying to think like okay, it'd be like, like putting, having putting a, kids behind the net in the slap shot competition. You know, it's like putting a minor Adam yeah. goalie in the net for a slap yeah. shot competition. It's like putting the putting the <laughs> like the shit kid. Like it's like it's like throwing a ball to someone who can't catch and just whipping at him, and then just hoping and praying he can catch the ball, yeah. or it's just gonna hit him in the head or hit him in the freaking chest. Like that liner was hit so hard and off his head. Like, how is like is he dead? Like, I do don't know, know but if he's I'll alive. tell you what. The shitty thing is, is like they won't show it. The MLB is what? Do they have to sign NDAs before getting on that field? The worst NDAs. they definitely they what they do is their how parents they have to their, 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 their legal guardians have to sign off on that. So their parents are pretty much selling their soul. Like they know their kids are gonna go out there. Great experience, albeit I wouldn't be anywhere near that outfield wall. Okay, I would just be fielding ground balls at third on these little weak hit rollovers these guys are doing. You wouldn't catch me anywhere near the out like the outfield wall where it's like this could be a screamer that could murder me and make me dumber than I already am. It's crazy that that's an actual thing. I can't believe it. 
I can't believe it. It's, it's the dumbest thing MLB baseball does. And there's a lot of dumb shit they do. Having a like, have like, I know Big Cat said this, like, just drunk college students out there. Like, have yeah. like Twitter trolls out there. Like, just get all the Twitter mm-hmm. trolls that come at MLB players, like burner accounts, invite them out there, have them out there fielding it. So you just have unlimited ammo on these losers. That, that's mm-hmm. what you do. Get fucking Dr. Ned out there, for Christ's sakes. He would yeah. fucking battle. Get mm-hmm. YJs out there. I think, like, you could, if the MLB was smart, they would almost try and gamify that that side of things of like which outfielder could get the most like catch the most live ball then you just you start know, an, just world war three out there of kids just beating the brakes off each other for balls or college kids i know i agree with that i mean something um, there's something there because it's and right now it's just like kids running around freaking it's just crazy like it's it's like <laughs> shooting slap shots do you think we're gonna look back at it kids that can't you skate think- you know? <laughs> Do you think we're going to look back at this in 10 years, like when we're doing this show, and just be like, do you guys remember when they had children in the whole run derby in the outfield? Like, like, the Pete Alonzo one last year, year or a couple years ago, was insane. Like, that kid is like, I think he's dead now. I don't know. I hope he's not. But it's wild that that's like an actual thing. But that home run derby ruled, though. I know Avery had to do his little... uh, Beer League hockey. I was putting on a show on the stream because I old takes exposed Julio Rodriguez. That we talk dude, about that. So funny, man, that you after you clearly were wrong. Still awesome. Like, did you just forget about last year? Well, I, I actually I didn't even know he was in the home run derby last year. I said <laughs> I said on stream this was his first year. Um, so for the listeners that don't know that aren't on Twitter, which I doubt this tweet has like 80,000 views right now or whatever it is, but <laughs> I tweeted that clown meme with the army soldiers, uh, Julio Rodriguez in the home run derby. And just not even 10 minutes after he hits 41 in the first round. And my entire, entire Twitter mentions are just at unfortunate MLB. Look at this fucking idiot. Not too late to delete this. Yada, yada, yada. And I was on stream. Like I got to, I'm not deleting this. Like I'm not a delete guy. I'm not deleting this. I'm staying true to this, and I'm going to keep this up here. And uh, on stream, I was like, please, God, Vlad, you just beat Julio so I could just dunk on people. Which, in retrospect, in reality, I can't dunk on people for that tweet because he hit 41 in the first round. So he, he wasn't the, a clown. He said the literal record. <laughs> <laughs> so I start tweeting at people. Like, obviously, I had like 40 mentions. Like, it was wild. I just started quote tweeting everyone that was trying to old take expose me like, what about now? What about now? What about now? Burner boy. What about now? IBL hero. What about now? Uh, blue check mark idiot. And all these guys had no answer for it. All these guys had no answer for it. They just had to tip their cap. They knew that daddy's home and he was body bagging them on Twitter, but it was a great moment. Um, Vladdy really put on for me there. Cause if you'd have lost, I don't, I don't know what I would have done. That would have been catastrophic for me. Uh, yeah. but it's good to see Vladdy and I'm going to try to stay as sane as possible here in saying this, but he's going to just go off second half, right? He's going to eat. You'd, you'd have to desperately <laughs> think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, just if he finds a way to hit home runs often, this team is going to be an absolute problem. It just, I, I'll tell you what, man. Seeing him pull balls gives me so much chills. Like, just launch. Like, he, these balls he was hitting, like 474, 457, 430. Like, 
he when he gets a ball, he get he launches a baseball. It's it just it's so fun to watch, and I just want Guillermo locked in a room when Vladdy's hitting, mm-hmm. and just go back to the old you, King. Do what you gotta do, King. I hope he just puts up a 150, 160 fan graphs war, whatever the fuck it is, F war, and just <laughs> goes out. Did you just say 160 fan graphs war? <laughs> oh, started way to runs great and fun. Oh my god, man. I okay. Way to run. <laughs> way to run. Now it's gonna get clipped at some point. You hate to see that. Um, I'm like tweeting that as we go. Yeah, but seeing Vladdy, man, and that, and obviously going up against a Rosarina in the finals, a guy that just is a freak of nature. I thought he was dead. I'll be honest with you, because Vladdy was up four, uh, with the thirty second round for a Rosarina, and a Rosarina just started doing that. Buddy the Elf bullshit when he was just his BP guy was just throwing it right after the swing, like just leading him like he's an NFL quarterback. Uh, But credit to our guy, man. Vladdy wins the home run derby. The second Canadian ever ESPN will tell you he was the second Cuban ever to win the home run derby. So credit to ESPN. Yeah, they just they don't get it ever. They will never get it. They'll never understand it. They're just dumber than a box of fucking rocks that that organization. They really are. Saying he's a second because they were expecting Randy to do it. I whatever, but yeah, it was a great night content wise, man. We were putting, we were just buzzing on the socials that night. It was electric. And Buffalo uh, Bison's followed us. Buffalo Bison's followed us. And listen, our listeners, you guys have managed to do crazy shit for us. Your guys' tweets to us get put in Blue Jays group chats. We need a gate 14 first pitch out of Buffalo Bison's game. I need this more than I need air to breathe. I will do whatever it takes for us to happen. I already texted Luke Lowe about it. I said, if this happens, you're catching the first pitch from me. I don't know who's catching Avery's. Maybe Ernie Clement or some shit like that will catch Avery's. But I need this to happen. So, like, somewhat, just continue to just tweet at them. Get in their ears. We need this to happen more than I need fucking vision. I couldn't believe the follow. I thought it was one of the troll accounts, something like that, because someone did do that to us a couple weeks ago. Uh, but... Shout out Buffalo Bisons, gate 14 riders now. You love to see it. So uh hopefully that happens. And the scenes for that, Avery, would just be unbelievable, right? Like, like come a, on. It could be a great day. I and I told Lupo I'm throwing him a cutter. Like I'm going full speed, like <laughs> in and out style and throwing you him a go cutter. Go straight from the mound. Yeah. I would I'm not going 40 feet. Get me, get me 60. I actually might go to second. That would do numbies. The, <laughs> old, the old Kevin Gosman pull down. Uh, yeah, that's what I would be doing. Uh, I hope it happens, but uh, that would just be like a real where were you gate 14 moment. I, I'd be wearing the loop low jersey or I'd get them to customize a loop low jersey for me because I think they give you one when you do a first pitch. So, uh, yeah, Buffalo Bison, sup. Date and time, we'll be there. Whenever, wherever, don't care. Uh, but, yeah, another thing, me and Avery will be going to Cincinnati. Uh, we, I think we've. That's pretty clear. I'll drive, obviously. And by the way, you saying in the vlog that I didn't offer drive. You were the one that had the coach at five. You think I'm gonna wake I, up? I took that part out for the real. No, life. you didn't. Yeah, it's not in there. Oh, I didn't watch it then. Okay, I sent never you mind. The, I sent you the the pre- uncut one. one, uncut gems, uncut gems. But yeah. uh, yeah, okay, that makes sense then. Okay, I, I'll drive to Cincy though, and I'll say this: that's gonna. I I just I love Cincinnati. Tinder so Cincinnati, I. It's gonna rule. I hope you find love there, Johnny, because I want to be buried at that place already. I will. I will find love there. I'm not worried about that. I, um, I've just been on a heater lately. If you know, you know. Uh, but uh, 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I need to find love in Cincinnati. Well, that, that'll definitely happen at some point. But uh, yeah, let's go into the second half talk, boys. I mean, not much to talk about. Congratulations to Vladdy, obviously. Uh, very nerve-wracking home run derby, but that's the most Toronto Blue Jays thing of all time. Never and easy. And Jordan Romano hurt. In Jordan Romano hurt. Uh, back tightness. Left I'm not going to go Frankie Tank. It's back tightness. Like, whatever. Uh, luckily, this bullpen has enough good depth where, like, a Nate Pearson could slide in there. Or, like, a Swanee can slide in there. Or whatever. Even Tim, I mean, Tim Mays, I guess. I don't know if he throws his stuff. If to Eric him. Swanson get or not Eric Swanson, if Nate Pearson gets to 10 saves, I'll be you, insufferable. You'll be able to just, you, you, like, you'll be able to dunk on me and JR for the rest of time yeah. if that happens. And so, Ke- and Keegan. Yeah. You'll, you, yeah. Cause Keegan laughed you through, laughed you to the, like, all the way to the finish line with that. He was just body bag. I mean, he's he was a tenth like, tenth of the way there. Yeah. He's one, one tenth of the way there. Let's go on a second half preview, boys. All right. Uh, Avery's going to take the host range for this. He has the list ready, and I'll have him answer first. Whit Merrifield so, single. Yes, sir. My all-star. So I kind of did, did this similar similar layout to last year, I believe. I didn't go back and um, I didn't go back and watch last, last year's episode, but I think this is very similar to what we did. Added a couple more here as well. Took some from listener questions that I asked in the Discord as well. So I'm going to go our thoughts. Final record for the team, standings finish, playoff finish if you have them in the playoffs, hot take for the team, a trade deadline ad for the team, an underrated player in the second half, the best player of the second half, and the most disappointing player of the second half. So we'll start with the record. What record do the Toronto Blue Jays finish with? So the Toronto Blue Jays have 70 games left. Okay. 71, I, I think. Seven, no, it's 70. Well, they're 50 and 41. Okay, 71. Okay. Uh, 45 and 36. Nope, that's 81. Uh, Go final record, Johnny. Try and do that math easier. It's nice to see you didn't prepare. Fuck it. No, okay, sorry. I did prepare that. I just wanted to do the record off. I wanted to kind of impress people with me, uh, with my math. So I say, they, I, I say they finish at 93 wins, okay? I say they finish at 93 wins. They get 40, 42 more wins out of the 71 games they have left. Left. That is, by the way, that is very attainable. Very mm-hmm. attainable. 42 more wins out of 71 games. That is attainable. All right? Yep. I'm not going to call me. You can't call me crazy for that bullshit. 42, 42 wins and 29 law. Or, <laughs> never mind. Just shut, just shut the fuck up, Johnny. Just 42 wins. They're going to get to 93. So they're 93 and 69 at the end of the year. 93 and 69. Yes. Mm. That's where they're going to be at. Jeremy. I like that range. Uh, I don't know if they can go on. I would go more. I think they just crack. I think they hit 90. Okay. I think they hit 90 and 72. Yeah. Okay. And I have. Oh, Whitmerfield just got doubled off. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. 92 and 70 is what I ended up on. Okay. Where does that put the Toronto Blue Jays in the playoff mix, Johnny? Uh, I hate to say this. Second wild card. My worst nightmare. That that's That's my worst nightmare. And I will say, because then they have to play at either Yankee Stadium or sorry, not Yankee Stadium, Camden Yards, which is a field of just nightmare for the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't know what it is. I feel like they're always cat shit there. Uh, but 
Yeah, I, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say they they finish second wild card, have to play at Camden Yards, and then go, if they win that series, go to Tropicana. That's just, that's the, I, I'm, some may say I'm a glass half empty guy with that. That's where they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. They're going to do some little random ass comeback win at the end of the year when you don't want them to do it. And they're going to finish in the second wild card. That's what's going to happen. Jared. I like third wild card. I also had third wild card. Mm -hmm. Are we tank? Are we, have we started the tank discussion for that? I think 92. I think it's like, I think 92 wins gets you second wild card actually, but yeah, um, Mm -hmm. I might go closer to nine. Yeah. If I have 90, then I essentially pretty much have to say in a sense, third wild card, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of where we want to be. I want to be there so bad because then so, if they can, if they face Cleveland, we could just do a Cleveland roadie seven hours wow. or whatever it is. I, and that's going to be a guaranteed trip. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to that. Uh, but it sucks to say that. But yeah, that, that, I think we're all on different pages, which is good. So you love to see that. What happens in the playoffs? We all have the Jays making the playoffs. JR, you leave this off here. Let's hear where JR's at. I think. We win the wild card series this year. Um, I still think. I think we could win a best out of five. I think we can win a best out of five, but I think we lose a best out of seven series. So you have to go into the championship series. Yeah. Okay. I want to be more. I want to be more realistic. I have them losing in game five in the American League Division Series. And I have them losing in the Division Series. Don't know a game. I hope it's not five. That would be fucking heartbreaking. But it would be cool to make it there, though. Yeah. The game five. I mean, there's nothing like it. The The five-game series is... I know a lot of people hate on it, but I personally fucking love it. It's so... (laughs) Like, just just the stakes are so much higher. Every game is just like... Yep. I just love it. The stakes are so much higher, JR. You're right, man. I, I you're hitting the nail on the head, brother. That I'm right with you there. I really right. am. You're a hot take for the second half of the season. Wow. I'll go first to let you know where I'm at. Okay. I did this with a certain other right-handed pitcher last year. Yes, you did. Yeah. And it was wrong. <laughs> it was really wrong. But Alec Manoa has under a three seven five ERA in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Is that hot enough? I feel like three five has to be hot. Three seven five is not hot for a second Cy Young guy. He's not a second Cy Young guy. He last year the, he pitched in the lowest level of professional baseball this year. Let's okay, not that. Maybe we'll have the listeners decide if that's a hot enough take. That's maybe fine. It's not, maybe that's lukewarm take then. Okay, if you if you want to go crazy with hot takes, I got one for you. Vlad, I'm I'm drinking the Vladdy Kool Aid more than anything on the planet. Mm-hmm. He hits 20-plus home runs in the second half. Oh, That would be fucking awesome. Now, that is a hot take because this motherfucker is at 13, I think, in the first half. So, Vladdy, 20 home runs second half. Because, I mean, people are quick to forget this, Avery. He hit, like, four home runs in a 10-game stretch, mm-hmm. like, to end, the, end that, uh, that little stretch they had there. So, it's not the craziest take, I guess, technically, but he could definitely do it. If anyone could do it, it's Vladdy on this team probably, right? So... Yeah, that's where I'm at with that. I'll go. Varsho isn't in the starting lineup. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's leading the league in defensive runs saved in the outfield. Yeah, that's crazy, Jerry. 
but I love it. It is a hot take. Okay, that's a hot take. Kind of I just stupid. think like if he gets, I don't think at some point. I think a deadline out of a bat. I think it's the our. It's not our fucking defense. The issue is we can't fucking hit. But and the defense not, isn't like, the issue because he's there. No, but yes, agree. But there's got to be. We're never gonna win if we can't hit. Great. And he's supposed to be a three hit. But the, there has been teams and former Jays teams that have been very successful with a very good defensive outfielder at the bottom of the lineup that doesn't hit. Like Kevin well, Pilar, you know, like well, technically Kevin Kiermaier is that, but it's a hard. I just it's a hard. I mean, I, I, whatever. That's I think take- with I think the issue is well, one Kirk, our DH can't fucking hit, <laughs> which is an issue. Yeah, um, hit. and can't run. Yeah. So that's an, also an issue. Uh. I don't, I think though like I don't think I think John Snyder needs to put some pressure on Varsho. That's kind of my heart. My yeah, heart like take. just start playing the hard the hard to get game. I love that game. Women know that. I love that game. Uh, <laughs> what <laughs> What's the next one, Avery? Trade three deadline five ERA for Alec Manoa. Three five under three five. There we go. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Vladdy twenty home runs is insane, and I'm going to need our listeners to lock this in. And t- I mean. Just, I need the entire comment section with Vladdy Nukes. Just add Johnny Junta at gate 14 on the Blue Jays site. Where, well, let's so just hit 13 or whatever he's at right now in 91 games. He has 71 to hit 20. What? <laughs> so that, that is a hot take. So good. Okay. You. Yeah. That's you. That's a very hot take. Yeah. That, that's a, okay. Wow. All right. I didn't even think he about that. He can do it, though. He can, he can do it. it. We believe in you, Vlad, just like Victor says. Uh, with Manoa, <laughs> I can't uh, believe that was actually him in that clip. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the next one? A trade deadline ad for the Toronto Blue Jays. Someone you will see, you think you can see on the team. I have two. I'll start it off. If you guys yeah. don't have any. Yeah, you started. I I got one, but yeah, you can go. You might have this one. David yeah. Bednar and Jimer Candelario are two trade deadline. David Bednar is not happening. Uh. There's no chance uh, with that one. But Candelario is, is a very intriguing one. A guy that I really want, and I know his trade value is probably insanely, insanely high because he has a pretty decent amount of years of control left, is Lane Thomas. Mm-hmm. Bring him home. Like, bring him home. Drafted here. Uh, I would love if Lane Thomas on the Toronto Blue Jays. That would just, I mean, that, let's 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 just trust elf in the room. That would fucking rule. He's, he, he rakes left-handed pitchers. And a lot of control left. So the Jays would have to give up a pretty decent prospect, I'm assuming, for that. But fuck it. Who cares? Do the right thing. Bring him home. Uh, what about you, JR? Yeah, I was looking at, like, who's available. Like, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty much just pitching. Yeah. Um, definitely could see a bullpen piece. I, I guess there was discussion about Strowman. <laughs> Fuck. Say say Marcus Stroman is going to be a Blue Jay. I just Marcus I hate Stroman. him, bro. Marcus Stroman's going to be a Blue Jay. I hate him so much. Imagine how fucking hype Marcus Stroman would be. But then that that'd be like seven starting pitchers this team has. Well, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Marcus okay. Stroman is a Blue Jay. Love that, Jar. All right, the Toronto Blue Jay, underrated. Gonna be great in the second half. Who is it? 
I'll go first on this one. I'm going to stick with it. I, I I think Trevor Richards. I think the Silver Fox, man. I mean, that and what the what the Silver Fox has been able to do with his pitch arsenal is so sustainable. It's unhit. Like, they know what's coming. That's the craziest thing. Everyone knows a changeup is coming. They just can't fucking hit it. And he's been such a massive part of this bullpen. He's been able to do spot starts, long relief, high leverage. I think... Is it even crazy that I don't think it's categorized anymore as underrated player? I mean, his ERA is almost two, like two nine, right? So no, should I switch not, it up? He's not a mainstream player on the team, I think. Okay, that. so I'm, I'm going to stick. Fun. I'm going to stick with uh, Trevor Richards. I mean, that guy, what he's been able to do right now for this team is just absolutely absurd. All right, I'll go another bullpen beast. Jimmy Garcia. I knew you were going to say. I fucking knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Jimmy Heaters comes back in the second. Post, sorry, it's not the second half. It's the post-All-Star break, whatever. I always get that wrong. Jimmy Garcia comes back and fucking carves. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked insane against the Tigers on Sunday. That's a good pick, Abe. That's a really good pick. I, I was actually thinking that, too, but I was just... You, I don't know. You knew I was going to say it. I, well, I, I I just I wanted to show some respect to Trevor Richards. So I, I feel like we've been, we bashed him a pretty bad amount last year. So I, you got to keep on pumping his tires. Oh, yeah, he's been good. JR, what about you? Most underrated. I like, I like Danny. I like Danny as a guy that I think is going to like, I, I, I memes will probably kill me, but like, (laughs) I just think if Kirk goes the way he goes, like it's going to be Danny's. He's going to just take control of it. And like, I mean, just seeing some of the clutch hits, I mean, he's got fucking power. You know, like he, like I, I just think he's the guy. I think he can be relied upon. I, I trust Danny over Kirk right now. Uh, I mean, Kirk running a, a K percentage that's top three percent in the league when you're a singles hitter isn't great. <laughs> so, so I like I like Danny as like kind of my like underrated under the radar guy. But here's something for you though. Do you know Kirk leads the league in DRS for catchers? I hate when like we we compare catchers to catchers because half the catchers in this fucking league suck. Yeah, <laughs> that's like Austin Nola or Austin Nola and all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I know, mean, like we have a guy. Like I just think like we have guys like off the bench. Jerry, like why don't we just top try them? three K percentage the wrong way? So he strikes out the other least way. Amount. Other way. No. So it's okay. That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> K percentage is good. Yeah. But yeah, but he just bad. he just yeah. I, I, I get bad. what you're saying though. He he doesn't like we talked about his last podcast. He doesn't barrel stuff up anymore. I like he yeah. used to. He's yeah. missing a lot of his pitches. Ba- yes. Yeah. His it's barrel percentage. So then he's getting into more double plays, which Abe could probably find a stat on that. That might not even be true, too. <laughs> yeah. So Avery, what's the next one? The best player. For the Toronto Blue Jays post All Star break, I've kind of cornered myself in here saying Vladdy's gonna hit twenty home runs. Uh, fuck it though, I'm not gonna say Vladdy. Uh, Kevin Gossman, I think he continues to do this. Potentially ends himself mm. finish finishes top Cy Young voting at the end of the year. This guy is just. I think if you listen to the Chris Bassett interview, what did Chris Bassett say? He's a completely normal guy off the field, but then when he steps on the mound, he's just a, he fucking hates you. He's just a bulldog. So, uh. 
I that fired me up. I'll say that, Avery. When he said that, I was like, whoa. I was like, fucking whoa. We got this guy for two more years. So uh I'm going to say Kevin Gossman's the best player on this team, second half of the season. A guy that just every single fifth day he goes out there and just does what he does. Seven innings, 13 punchies, 10 punchies, 11. Just what he's been doing. Just exactly what he has been doing. I'm going to say he continues this, and he's the best player on this team, second half. I'll, uh, I'm going to take Vladdy then. Linsanity run. This team, <laughs> how this team scores runs post-All-Star break relies upon Vladdy. Mm-hmm. Like we won't have these feeble games anymore if Vladdy's doing what he did twenty twenty. Yep, yep, yep. What about you, Jr.? I'm, I I know he's been struggling a little bit lately, but like I like Bo as like Bo Timber. Oh yeah, I, do, 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 I, do you I remember that? Need... Bo Timber oh, was the greatest cocktail month ever. He hit like four thirty in an entire month. It was just, I remember he that was on these birds. That was when we like, did the Labor Day, like uh, the the beach golf invitational would turn, and he just like would go four for four mm-hmm. every game, like a double header. He went like got like seven hits or something like that. Remember that, Avery? He's yeah. just, he's fucked. He's insane. It's, fun, it's funny you say this is his worst month this year. He hit 278. <laughs> and it, that's his worst month. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. By like 20%, 20 points. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's he, a good picture. Yeah, no, I think like, yeah, he didn't hit great in the Detroit series, but when he's hot, he gets fucking, he gets blazing. That's a great so pick. Like that's him. a great pick. He's just he's a second half player too, which you just know he's going to turn this the fuck on. So it's a great picture. Finally, I hate to do this one, a dis- disappointing player. I'll go first. I'll take this one. I think Matt Chapman kind of disappoints in the second half again. Be- where I'm at is we won't see start of the season Chaffee again. And he plays himself out of some of the money mm-hmm. that he already has. Yeah. Glove is still there. Great player. Just to think might be my. This is my thing though. Avery is like with chopsticks, right? I mean, especially with this team, how many good defensive players can you just throw in the bottom of the order at the end of the day? Like yeah. you lock Kiermaier, Varsho, Kirk Chapman like these are guys that are just really good defensively that just can't hit right now like it's a massive black hole so Chapman's a guy where you're gonna like need and honestly last year he had a really good second half JR said he'd get to 30 bombs I think or 20 something bombs and he did so I don't I want to disagree with that pick Uh, the pick that I'm going to say second half is gonna a guy that's gonna I don't want to say disappoint. I don't want to say be bad, but definitely disappoint. I think it's just going to continue to be Dalton Varsho, man. I mean, just the way like his at bats are like for right now are very unserious. Um, he can't like the the playbook is out on him. You throw him a, a fastball in on his hands on the black, and it's done. There's just or or elevated fastball he pops up to the infield. Um, until he figures that out, until he goes on a crazy run for over two weeks. Then I'll say, all right, this guy's good at hitting again. Or this guy's a guy you can just put in the lineup every single day. But I just think he's just, one, in his own head with this, and two, a guy that just hasn't been able to show for longer than a week or two weeks that he's a really good hitter, right? So I I don't know. I'm going to say he just continues to disappoint. That's good. Yeah, you're you're right. Like, it's actually brutal when you look at it. I mean, Biggio's coming off the bench and he's in like, we don't like, 
He's in like 210, isn't he? No, he's in like 197 now. Like, you can't find one motherfucker that can hit 240 in the league. Like, it's no, there's going to be a bench bout like a Whit Merrifield type that the Jays get this off. Let's be clear here at the deadline. There's going to be a Whit Merrifield type of guy. Most disappointing in the second half. Um, I would say most disappointing in the first half would be Jimmy, Jimmy Garcia. You know, like I really expected a lot from him this year. Um, My most disappointing in the first half was Anthony Bass. Oh, shit. That's actually completely forgot about him. That's actually a great one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. For multiple reasons. Uh, Most disappointing in the second half. I'm going to go with George Springer. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him built up from all these guys who, who are our defensive studs that can't hit a beach ball. And George Springer's going to have a lot of pressure on him. And it's going to be, can he, you know, rise up to the test or is he going to fucking not have a great second half? It, it pains me to say it, but I think George Springer might get a lot of press if he, he might start pressing and, and, you know, swinging out of his shoes if uh, things aren't going his way early in the second half. For sure. That's that's not a bad one. I just I love George. I know he's just a I think gamer. George will be all right. Yeah, I think he'll be all right too. He's just a gamer. Um all right, that that, that I mean that's the a... disappointing thing is just a thought. I don't want bad things for these. Yeah, exactly. Though. It's just a prediction, obviously. I don't want to like whatever get old takes exposed. I mean we def- we definitely no, might I, ho- be. I hope I'm all... fine with getting old takes exposed. I'm fine with Dalton Varsho just hitting like fucking four hundred in the second yeah, half. I'm, whatever. I'm happy to see April Chappie back, trust me. Yeah, There's for sure. I want more than that. This is something I gotta talk about. And we're that's it for the season for series preview, season preview, second half. All right. So this is this is just off topic. So Johnny, Johnny Page View, or I'm sorry, Johnny, Johnny phone lines has been working the phone lines here. And I got uh in contact with the brewery right across from the Rogers Center. What's that called, JR? Uh Real Sports? No. Steam whistle. Okay, so I've talked about doing an event with them, okay? But I just I need my math guys here with me, okay? So your math guys? Yes. So we could do an event there. It's nothing up front, okay? It's nothing mm-hmm. up front, but our party, like the event, has to spend at least eight thousand dollars on okay. Alcohol. That's that's I mean, we could find a bar that has a smaller tab than that. That's not even crazy though. Like eight thousand. If we have 150 people, that's $56 a person. We'll have people spending $0 in there. I think I think they're trying to fuck us. Like 8,000 seems like aggressive. Usually it's like 2 to 3,000, I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, we have to start working the phone lines cuz I keep getting DMs when's gate 14 bar night yada 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 fucking whatever. We need to get this going <clears throat> for August. That's what we need to do. We need this for August. We keep pushing it back. August is the best month to do it. Now, did you ask to rent out the entire place? No, this is completely different. This is completely different. If we rented out the entire place, it'd be way more expensive where we'd have to pay servers, security, uh, do a like a tip thing where we have to tip them, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, I calculated $56 a person uh, for if we get 150 people there, which is going to be easy. I'll probably do 200 by myself. So, uh. You could pre-sell I, tickets. We could pre-sell exactly. tickets so we know where we where we land. Exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like I, I just think why, and, why and, the fuck would and, we sell tickets? And the way that I planned it is is we I mean, what do you mean why would we sell tickets? It's a, it's a well, gate 14 event. I don't want random motherfuckers in there causing a ruckus. So we're definitely be selling tickets. But what I was saying is, JR, 
is then why just lying. Well, then why is $8,000 a problem if you sell tickets to the event? You just I use- understand that, Avery. <laughs> listen, listen. In my mind, the game plan I had was to do it after a Jays game. So, like, have it book it from, like, 10 to 2 or 10 to 11 or whatever or 10 to 12 and just do it after Jays game so that our listeners can just funnel into there after the Jays game on a Friday or Saturday night. Would that not be the most electric thing ever? That that would be – I think there's, like, yeah, that's – that's one of the ways to do it or or just have a watch party, one or the other. Watch party's lame, though, man. I want to get after it with our listeners, like fucking have music. But you blasting. just get after it after the game as well. But then we'd be renting the bar for like six hours. I mean, we'd hit the tab mark, though. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> I think both I, options are good. Like, I don't think we need to get this figured out because August is coming up close and I want to do it in August. Like that's, I want to get that going. We need a gate 14 event. We haven't done it before. We do these little meet and greets outside of gate 14. I want an event with all of our people just getting after it, having a good time with everyone. And uh, the people need it because we're the common man's podcast. So I just, I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to get your, uh, get my math guys vibes right on that and see where you guys were at with it. But that's where I'm at with it. Anyways, uh, I'm pumped for this weekend though, man. I love, I love the Diamondbacks, Avery. Like, Jock Night Friday, Doc, YJs, me, you, uh, Spencer will be there. It's gonna be awesome. I'm it's gonna be just a fucking movie, as the kids say. Doc oh, no. said it's gonna be Doc said it's gonna be scenes and a movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I'm pumped for that. And uh who's the who's the guy you're besides Corbin Carroll? Who's the guy you're the most excited to see on the Diamondbacks? You know, Friday we're gonna get Zach Gallon versus Gossman, right? You know Are that's we? what we're gonna get. Yeah. Um, that'll fucking rock. Um, there's like two players that I like on the Diamondbacks a lot who kind of fucking suck. And what? it's Paven, Paven Smith and Jake McCarthy. I don't know why I like both what of them, the but fuck? I Jake I McCarthy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, those are two players I'm kind of excited to see. Jake McCarthy's a crazy one, but I, I respect that. He's he's decent too, I think. Yeah, but uh, I mean, obviously. I, By the way, full discretion. I do not know if it's Zach. Gall- I, I I do not know if it's Zach Allen versus Kevin Gossman. I just assume that they're just going to roll with the opening day guys going game one on Friday. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. I could be wrong. Uh, but what where are we at with the series? Obviously, I don't have probable picture pictures for the people. It's Tuesday night, so I don't know where we're at with this. But I'm going to say Jays take two or three. Man, the Diamondbacks are cooling cooling down Ave. like they got worked by the Mets absolutely worked like lost every game by double digits almost so I'm gonna say Jays take two or three I'm pumped to go I'm pumped to see this Diamondbacks team man they're just uh, they're fun and especially having Lourdes back all that type of stuff so I'm gonna say Jays take two or three that's where that's where I'm at because you know you're gonna get top dogs Chris Bass is definitely pitching obviously so is Barrios so is Gossman because he took this week off. So I think you're going to get, I think you're going to get Gossman. You're going to get Bassett Barrio. So Gossman, Bassett Barrio, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's where that's, that's my prediction for the probable pitcher. So I'm saying Jays take two or three, just work these motherfuckers. What about you, JR? I like two or three. I think it's, uh, it's like we talked about. It's, it's it definitely be an exciting series. D backs in Toronto doesn't happen often. Uh, so definitely excited for it. And then the Padres come. So that's cool too. Um, yeah. Johnny, are you going to the Padres too? Yeah. Uh, 
I have to get I have to get Musgrove's new phone number, but I will be going to that series. Um, yeah. I I was thinking about this. So, Avery, maybe we can get your analysis on this. Uh, never mind. I was going to say go to. Do you work on Wednesdays, Avery? Like, do you coach Wednesday nights? Yeah, yeah you do. I do. Fuck. I was going to say because I want to do Kikuchi Corner on Wednesday night because that's when he's going to be pitching. Um, uh, it's my last. Baseball's over next weekend though. Okay. All right. Because yeah. we need to do a Kikuchi Corner. That's what the people need. So we'll orchestrate that. We'll talk about this. Ne- we'll talk about this next podcast. Is Pavis but, Smith uh, in the minors right now? I uh, no. I I thought that other guy that played for Team Mexico in World Baseball Classic is. All right. Well, Al we, Thomas. Yeah, we won't be seeing Pavis Smith. Maybe. But that's okay. Catel Marte. I'm excited. Catel Marte. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, he's he's really good too. So yeah, I want to say. Listen. Another thing. Just not having baseball for the next three nights, it really makes you appreciate having baseball on. I'll I'll say this, although it's miserable watching the Toronto Blue Jays offense play, now I know not to take it for granted. This is like a real cleanse reality check for me. Like, all right, lock it in, Johnny. All right, lock it the fuck in. Um, so yeah, enjoy this week with uh, no baseball. Obviously tomorrow and uh, uh Wednesday for Wednesday Thursday, but. Friday, we're all the way back, folks. Uh, We'll be pumping out content for you guys, as always. Thank you guys so much for the support, everyone that uh, watched the videos and uh, listened to the the Bassett episode and everything like that. We really do appreciate you guys. And uh, keep running up the numbers for those Gate 14 boys, man. We're going to keep grinding for you guys. Uh, Gate 14 forever. Love you guys. And uh, let's have ourselves a weekend, a summer weekend in July.